Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen, back with another Believe in Colts as we go over the Week 11 NFL. What happened? Games, news, everything. I am with Gerard Powers, Rodney McLeod, and guys, uh, a lot of interesting things happened this past weekend uh, for football, and I'm going to go ahead and give the floor first to Gerard Gerard, what was one thing this past weekend, whether it's a game, a news conference, or, or anything of that nature that you would like to bring up to discuss? Uh, well, the game that I definitely want to discuss is the Cowboys going to Minnesota and uh, doing what they did. Uh, I know everybody in the media has been talking about, ah, oh, this is the game that Minnesota can kind of, you know, prove to people, even though they've only lost one game or two games this whole year. Everybody still think Minnesota has to prove that they're a legit contender or whatnot. But I thought it was a big opportunity for them as well, because you're facing an NFC opponent that you might have to, you know, see again in the playoffs. So you would have think that this type of game would have had like playoff type atmosphere, you know, intensity, the uh, stadium going crazy, you know, like one of those type of games. But to see the Cowboys go out there and man, Zeke Elliott comes back and it's just like everything's clicking on all cylinders. Their defense was already playing at a high level. Uh, to go to Minnesota, which Minnesota and beat some pretty damn good football teams this year and has been playing some really good ball to go up there and beat them 40 to three. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if that, you know, just a bad Sunday, you know, because it can happen. I don't know if that's just a bad Sunday or things to come for Minnesota. But that was interesting to me. Bet online remains your number one source for all your spending betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events whether that's nfl nba nhl mma tennis boxing even golf Head to betonline.ag to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, after the game, I believe it was Michael Irvin was asked the question, who's the best team in the NFC? And he said, hands down now, the Dallas Cowboys, you know? And I'm like, didn't the Eagles do the pretty much the same thing to the same team earlier in the year? I'm not sure, but, you know, I mean, who has the better record right now? I don't you yeah. know. Go, go check that out. But, yeah, I mean, for the Cowboys to come out and do what they did uh, in Minnesota, Mm-hmm. that's that's a statement game definitely yeah i think that yeah the difference between eagles and and dallas was yeah dallas did it on the road mm-hmm. uh which you know is a lot a lot Tough challenging yeah. yeah and you know like you said after minnesota they they've been on a little streak now they beat a lot of great teams teams that you know people uh honestly thought would go the other way but they found a way to get it done then one thing to point out is the fact that in a lot of those games though they were trailing and I think, yeah. you know, they got accustomed to this this sort of uh, style of play, right? Like, you know, we're going to bounce back. But 
it just doesn't happen, you know what I'm saying, every uh, week, especially when you play good teams like Dallas. And I, I think uh, that showed and they they didn't have uh, enough to to uh, come back and turn this game around like they've done uh, previously. And I, I think Justin Jefferson, you know, is, is a huge uh, outlet for Kirk Cousins and, of course, a, a dynamic player. We saw what he did last week, a uh, remarkable catch. Fourth and eighteen, but crazy. You know, you, they held him wild. Prior to yeah, catch of the year. Like I don't even know. I, I still don't understand how he caught that. It's nuts. But I feel like they held him to like thirty three yards or something. So you know that that plays a huge role, uh, limits that offense. But I still didn't expect them to yeah put forty three like forty to three on him uh, when I saw those highlights. Absolutely. Uh, what, what what's a a topic that you would like to discuss, Rodney? After you get after you get your drink there. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, one game that was very surprising to me: a low scoring, very low scoring game, and saw that it came down to a pump return. Uh, was Ooh. the New England uh, Jets game? What a crazy uh, ending! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just. Patriots football, man, just find any way to get it done. It doesn't matter whether it's offense, defense, special teams. Uh, they they coach it all the same, and it, it showed in the moment that you may have thought it's going in overtime. Uh, they continue to believe, man. Uh, th- those guys are coached up, you know, uh, like no other. And so that was a huge play to, for them to seal the victory. But I think the the biggest question mark moving forward is, you know, who's now going to be the quarterback? Uh, for for the New York Jets, uh, I saw uh, Elijah Moore. I guess apparently uh, put some on his story <laughs> of him of him throwing <laughs> of him throwing the football. Uh, everybody's going to be auditioning, I guess, this week for for that job. But uh, I don't know where that places this locker room now, though. Too, you know, like how many people are actually you know on the side of Wilson versus uh, wanting somebody else to step in, a Flacco, right? Mm. OG. Uh, coming in and can he can he get him to the promised land so it'll be interesting I, to see what happens no you're right because when you look at the Jets man they're having a good year and then when you look yeah. at their defense I mean some of their young guys are emerging as superstars and you know they got a solid young good core good mix of veterans and uh, they got a defense that's been balling so when you look at this team it's not like they're they don't have you know enough pieces to go out there and compete get in the playoffs and do all those things but Man, when you're talking about the quarterback position and the leadership role and like maturity that comes with playing and being a starting quarterback in the NFL, I feel like Zach Wilson, man, ever since this past offseason, it's just been stories that don't have anything to do with him playing good football. You know, it was mm-hmm. the stories with his sisters or mom or something like that in the offseason. And then all the immaturity up and down, how he plays. And then you go into the, you know, media and the reporter asks you a simple question, you know, which is very obvious. Everybody was expecting the same answer as far as when it comes to, hey, do you think you let the, you know, defense down with the play of the offense today? And he literally looked in the camera and was just like, no, like, no, we did. I didn't let the defense down. It's just like, like what? You know, so as a young player, a year two player, veterans are not going to let that slide because he hasn't proven anything in this league. And I think 
once people really understand or people realize, especially Rodney, how hard it is to play defense in this league when you're only giving up three points a game, that's pretty much a damn A-plus game, you yeah. know, for your defense to 100%. where you're like, man, you don't even got to score a touchdown. Just get us two field goals and we'll win this game or whatever the situation was. But uh, like Rodney said, I wonder what that locker room is like right now because I'm pretty sure it was some some intense player-only type meetings going on to kind of voice. Because, like I said, when you're a young guy, you can't speak like that in the media. I mean, only proven vets can come out there and say something like that and feel okay going into the building the next day. But when it comes to, like, young guys just – you know, saying that and now your head coach, his next interview, he has to answer to how he responded to all that. Man, I'm telling you, that can cause problems in the locker room for sure. Man, I'm sitting here looking at this and I, I'm reading that and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm even if you have an interview with the defense, let's say like the Colts defense right now, you know, where we're, you know, the game that they just played, they had a phenomenal game. I asked Rodney McLeod, do you feel like you let the uh, offense down? What would you, what would be your answer to that right there? I would say, I mean, yeah, because at the end of the day, the game kind of was, it was in our hands, in our hands. to be able to seal, to seal the game. And uh, you know, we, we failed to do that. So I, that's, that's just how we, that's how we treat it, man. The, the best thing Zach could have said was, yes, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. we could have played better, better as an offense. Yeah. We let the defense down, but it was other things going on. Like, you know, we all can just play better as a team. Boom. Next question. And nobody exactly. would have said anything. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody got to sit Zach yeah. down I think he got, and be I, like, I, I think he got in his feelings, man. He got in his feelings. <laughs> Real quick, too. Something. Real quick. Well, yeah. there's going to be a lot of players and coaches that's going to be in his feelings right after that press conference. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way I think. As soon as he walks in that locker room after that presser, yeah. I got a feeling there's a lot of people that's going to be like, what did you say? Yeah, you can't be cool with 1.9 as your average. Yeah. Uh, that, that yeah, cannot. You got to you gotta accept some ownership and responsibility in that. And I mean, we all know the quarterbacks, how it works, man. You, you get the glory, but you also yeah. uh, have to deal, you know, deal with the opposite side of things when when uh, failure happens. And yeah, somebody's got to coach the coach the young man up. On exactly. That one. Well, when I asked you about, you know, what what you would say, I was no one really blames the defense. I don't think really too much because you know the defense played a phenomenal game for the Colts, but you're still gonna be, you know, you gotta be critical of yourself. Like yeah, yeah, you have to be critical yes. of yourself and 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 your side of the ball. And it's a it's a team sport, man. And and so not one side is is as ever to blame. We all take responsibility and wins and losses and i think like gerard said it's simply put like he could have phrased it in a whole different way except ownership for what the offense needs to improve on and then collectively as a team and then you move on to the next question yeah absolutely well we're going to move on from from that topic specifically i would like to discuss me personally now we talked about the cowboys Let's talk about the other team besides the Eagles that we already talked about on last episode, the Giants at home against, at the time, the three and six Detroit Lions, and they get their blown doors blown off of them, 31 to 18. How does the Giants respond to something like that after what the Eagles did in a fourth quarter comeback and what the Cowboys did? Uh, 
for their own selves. How are they going to be able to bounce back from that? Uh, me personally, if I'm a coach, we might I might make a cut up of maybe 10 plays, 10 to 15 plays and uh, let us watch it. But sometimes when you have those ugly games like that and you know this is one this one us, it's not our our type of game or, or whatever. Like we're way better than this. You just got to like watch a couple plays, coach them up and just move on. Forget about it. You know, especially when, you know, things have been going well this season. Everybody's been playing well this season. Uh, been kind of, ex- I guess, going over expectations with the Giants. Nobody thought the Giants was going to be having the season that they're having. Uh, so sometimes to keep that mojo going, you don't want to dwell in a bad game, especially at this point of the season to where you only got a few more left and everybody's fighting for a position right now. So if I'm a head coach with and I'm, I'm with the Giants right now, I'm probably going to make a little small cut up and we're moving on the next week. I don't even want people to even, you know, because when you think about the, the, the Lions, even though I'm not saying that they're, you know, the, the worst team in the league or whatever the case may be, you, you knew, you, you know, you're better than that team at the end of the day. So you kind of want to put that behind you and just move forward. That's what I would do if I was, uh, you know, with the Giants at the moment. Yeah. I think sometimes you need games like this uh, to really uh, humble you. Right. Especially for the Giants, the way their season's been going, uh, no one's expecting them to be in this position, but I'm sure, you know, after a while, you know, they start to believe that, you know, they are, they are who their yeah. record, you know, says they are and, 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 and as they should, but sometimes, right. You take, you take uh, these games for granted, you know, you have Detroit coming in, it's a, it's a home game and you just think that everything is going to go, uh, the way it's always gone, right? And and that just shows you any given Sunday. So sometimes you need this uh, in the midst of, of your season. You know, when you think you've got it, right, somebody humbles we'll you. Humble you, yep. yeah. And <laughs> I think it might be one of those times, you know, for the Giants to test them, test their character, see how they respond uh, going into this next week. Uh, because that's that's how the season goes, man. It's, it's ups and downs. There are going to be uh, different crises that that take place. And, and how do you respond and the people that respond the best ultimately, you know, end up uh, exactly where we're all trying to be. And that's, you know, uh, in the playoffs and and hopefully uh, winning the championship. So it's in, I'll be interested to see how they come out this next week and how they look. So, Rodney, with the way you were talking, it, it brought me back to a Star Wars meme, right? <laughs> uh, I was thinking the Admiral Akbar, the fish head guy on Star Wars, where it's like, it's a trap. It's a yeah. trap, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That is one of those. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, final topic I think I want to discuss. I want to go through a series of events over the last three weeks. Okay. I would like to do that. First off with the Indianapolis Colts a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, obviously we uh, fire our head coach. We get a new head coach. Um, whole quarterback situation happens over a three-week period. We walk in against the Raiders and beat the Raiders, who were already having a bad situation. So at the time, the Colts right now, you know, everybody's talking about them and the disarray the Colts are in. They beat the Raiders. Now it's the Raiders' turn to be talked about how much disarray the Raiders are. This past Sunday, the Raiders, on the other hand, walk right into Denver and beat them. You know, so now where does that put the Broncos at this situation where they're on the bottom end of the disarray totem pole uh, after three uh, after that series of three weeks? 
Well, <laughs> three weeks ago, you asked me what two coaches I thought was going to be the next two to get fired. And I might have to switch my opinion and, and say Denver's coach might be on the hot seat uh, and even saw a couple of reports. But um, it's I mean, for, from the Raiders side, it's just crazy how winning cures winning cures everything. You know, you can be playing awful, horrible, but let you win. People will forget about what was going on in the past. Uh, but from Denver's side, man, I don't know. I mean, you know, you start out with these high expectations. You give Russell Wilson all this money. He hasn't lived up to that. And then team-wise, you know, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries and all those things that happened because before the season, I thought their defense would be one of the better defenses in the league, too, because they do have a lot of great players. But, um, you know, sometimes these things happen, man. And uh, I think right now they're just trying to do whatever they can possible to – you know, salvage their season and, and uh, try to end it on a good note. But I, I think you got to you gotta rebuild this thing. I think they're at that point now to where, you know, we, we got to start from the bottom and just work this thing up because I think – I thought at the beginning of the season you had pieces in place. But, you know, looking at where they're at now, it's like, man, I didn't expect them to be playing this bad of football with the talent and the roster that they have. Rodney, your thoughts? <laughs> you don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. It's it. Yeah, it's a shock, man. To to see both teams, uh, I think, in the position that they're in, and like you said, you know, Derek Carr had a emotional uh, post game press conference last week, and you know, to come back and uh, to get the win in OT uh, is huge for for that team, the morale of that team, uh, and and you know, they're they're showing that, you know, they're still staying together uh, through yeah. it all. And, you know, that's that's what you want to see, man, at the end of the day. When, when you see guys start to lose their fight, uh, then that more than likely means that the leadership, they, they don't believe in the leadership, and that's normally the head coach. And so uh, it, it's encouraging for them, and I'm sure fans of, of the Raiders, to see them be able to bounce back and get a huge win. But – on the other hand, you know, you have Denver uh, under Russell Wilson's uh, command. Uh, it's it's a surprise. And uh, I don't know where this really puts puts them uh, going into this, this offseason. They're going to have a lot of tough decisions to make, uh, you know, offensively and, and as a team and which direction they go in. But as Gerard said, man, they, they just paid them uh before the season <laughs> took place without him taking the snap and uh i was shocked myself and i got a lot of respect for russ but i was shocked uh and now they gotta live with that so man i i was gonna say it was the last topic but i'm gonna kind of build off of that like you know uh like an oppressor like this is a two-part question there's three uh of the three 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 and seven teams which one's been the most disappointing this year? The Raiders, the Broncos, or the Rams? I think the Rams, because um, you know, from in my opinion, I thought they was gonna. Oh, man, you look at the roster. They talk Aaron Donald and not retiring, and I mean, you got all these just studs. You know, all these great guys, great players. You know, on their team, but for whatever reason, it just seems like it's not a fit this season. I mean, you're seeing guys wide open on defense. You're seeing the run bust out of nowhere. You're seeing Matt Stafford overthrow, catch, like, balls. You're just seeing stuff that is just like, man, when it comes to Super Bowl teams that have their core intact, this is not how you play. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It just seems like a chemistry thing or something is just off about them. And I don't know. I still can't figure it out because when the Rams take the field every Sunday, I feel like I can still get that old Rams. I just don't know what I'm going to get out of them. Uh, so it's kind of a weird – I don't know if it's a motivational thing as a team, but it just seems like they're not motivated any like like they were or hungry, you know, like they were. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of concerning because – um, you know, just a couple of years ago, everybody had Sean McVay as, you know, the, the, I guess, new way of how head coach is supposed to look, do, act, how they run their teams and, and everything. And now we're looking at Sean McVay as like, man, you, you, you almost seem like you and changed up your whole offensive system. And, you know, it's not the same, you know, style that, that, that we're accustomed to seeing from a Sean McVay's offense. So I, I think the Rams are more disappointing three and 16 than any other team in the league. Rodney, what, what's your mo- what? Who do you think is the most disappointing three and seventeen? The the Raiders, the Broncos, or the Rams? I would say the the Raiders, uh, and I and I would say that because they did make the playoffs last year. Uh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. They went out and they got the right pieces necessary, so that you aren't able to solely lock in on the. Uh, Renfro's of the world, the Wallers of the world, right? They they added a a, a huge uh, target in Devontae Adams to be able to now spread that ball around and have kind of, I would say, a two-headed monster, whether you want to go pass game uh, and you want to load the box to try to st- stop Josh Jacobs or you tend to the skill group on the outside and we allow Josh Jacobs to, to be effective. And you know, defensively, they added Chandler Jones and some other guys to help support uh, up front. And so before injury started to occur, I think it was still evident that, you know, something something was just uh, off, right? And it, and it takes time. Chemistry does take time to get to know one another, especially playing real games. We know how it works. You know, we're not playing a lot of preseason games now, so – uh, you gotta have to go through a f- couple games to really see, okay, wh- who we are, what's our identity going to be, and you know, I-, I think after all of it, it, it still was disappointing that you know they're in a position that they are uh, that they're in right now. So I would probably lean on uh, the Raiders, obviously adding in Josh McDaniels, a guy who knows what it takes to win. Uh, he has he has a resume to that uh, shows that. So uh, I, I would say the Raiders, in, in in my opinion. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be it for this week's coverage of the NFL from week 11 for Believe here on Believe in Colts. Make sure you go check us out, uh, YouTube, uh, audio podcast, wherever it is you're checking us out. Don't forget to leave a like. If you're, if you're listening to this to iTunes, please leave a, a comment right uh, give us a rating it'll help us out a ton and don't forget to smash that like button on youtube appreciate that uh that'll be it for this episode i'm lawrence owen for gerard powers and rodney mcleod this was a believe in colts brought to you by bet online and as usual go colts do you believe thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.